So last week, after I published my second episode, I got too excited and went out to grocery shopping without a mask. After I was already out on the street, I realized that I didn't have a mask on. Thankfully, I wore a hoodie, so I put my hood on, as if I was a criminal waiting for the elevator to go home so I could grab a mask. What world do we live in right now? Today marks the third episode of the One Eight Hundred Gold Digger, a podcast made by yours truly, English Gold Digger Mika Luchala. Whether you are a single city gal, a young entrepreneur, a struggling artist, a work from home mom, or you are interested in learning English idioms, I guarantee you a wild ride when you listen to One Eight Hundred Gold Digger. Episode three. Procrastination. According to Merriam-Webster dictionary, procrastination means to be slow or late about doing something that should be done, to delay doing something until a later time because you do not want to do it, because you're lazy. Okay, Merriam, I hate to break it to you. Not all of us who procrastinate are lazy. Most of us are fully aware of what we're doing. We just like to leave things until the eleventh hour because the adrenaline rush makes us procrastinators more productive. Before we jump into the nitty gritty, let's take a look at the etymology of this word, procrastination. It is derived from the Latin verb procrastinare, which is composed of a prefix pro, meaning forward, and crastinus. Beginning till tomorrow. Basically, this word means to put off until tomorrow. Now, if you want to learn more about the history or origin of English words, English grammar, English learning strategies, or anything about English in general, be sure to listen to the English with Stephen podcast by Stephen Green. He's an English teacher with over twenty years teaching experience. He's taught in Poland, Taiwan, London, UK, Russia, and Brazil. You can find a ton of free information on Stephen's podcast. Not to mention he's British, so if you fancy the sound of British English, make sure you subscribe to his podcast. You can also find him on Instagram at English with Stephen S T E P H E N. For anyone out there who isn't a procrastinator. I will take a moment to describe to you what procrastination is like. Using me preparing for this podcast as an example, I have been staring at this Google Doc since last Thursday, and today, as I record this podcast, is also Thursday. Yes, exactly. I have one full week to work on this, but I'm still writing the day I'm supposed to air. This is what happened today. Yesterday and the day before yesterday, I opened a blank Google Doc. I wrote my usual intro and outro, and the next thing I know, I have been scrolling TikTok for four hours. An average video on TikTok is about a minute. There are sixty minutes in an hour, so I just wasted two hundred and forty minutes consuming information from two hundred and forty different videos. And I conveniently left out the other four hours dedicated solely to watching mukbang. In simple English, mukbang is essentially eating shows, or shall I say, extreme overeating shows that promote unhealthy eating habits. 
It is an online video broadcasting trend featuring hosts consuming crazy massive quantities of food. It first started in South Korea in 2010 and has become so popular that it is now one of the 26 Korean words added to the Oxford English Dictionary in its latest edition in 2021. The amplified chewing and swallowing sound, and the fact that these mukbangers shove the food all the way in their mouths like starving chipmunks. These strange but oddly satisfying videos tingle my audio and visual sensations, not in the right way. I mean, this is the epitome of gluttony. I don't mean to bring politics into the mix, but in 2020, China took a collective decision. Of banning over thirteen thousand mukbang videos and their associated social media accounts, this was done by the Chinese government as part of its campaign on addressing the rise in food wastage. It considers mukbang or mukbang as wasteful, as it caters to poor eating habits. Let's not turn a blind eye to this. It causes disordered eating, which is a health problem. So good job, China. As a native Taiwanese, you don't hear me say this too often. Did any of the above help me with what I needed to accomplish? In my dream, the weird thing is, there's always a teeny tiny voice in my head saying, "I will start working after watching this video," or something like, "Just another five minutes." But my scrolling finger. Has its own mind. Distraction. This is not my fault. I blame the internet. The instant gratification. We are now all self-diagnosed ADHD. I couldn't help but wonder. I wrote two beautiful, thought-provoking episodes the previous weeks, and now I have nothing good to say. Could this be the end of my podcasting career? No. Not a chance. Can we see how a procrastinator's mind works now? I procrastinated about me procrastinating writing my show and sidetracked you into the dark side of mukbang. I wasn't even talking about procrastination anymore when it is supposed to be about procrastination. What else do I procrastinate about? Cleaning out our locker because spending a hundred dollars a month renting a locker in a downtown Toronto condo is not a sustainable lifestyle. My bank account will thank me if I get that hundred dollars a month back to my pocket, but somehow I'm just not motivated to do it. Seeing my doctor, I received a notice from Ontario Health that it is time to get a pap test done to screen for cervical cancer. And、two months later, I'm here telling y'all about this because I'm dragging my feet to make that appointment. And speaking on behalf of my husband, here is the one thing he procrastinates. I wish the one thing: doing dishes. It's easier to scrub them dishes right away, but a lot of time he leaves them in the sink and they pile up. I pick up the slack because I can't stand dirty dishes being left overnight. Dishwasher? Yeah, we have one, but don't really use it. I'm training my husband to do dishes by hand, so he can appreciate and learn the discipline it goes into hand washing dishes. 
But also, where we live, the dishwasher is half the size of a regular dishwasher. The dishes don't really come out clean. So, what's the point of even using a dishwasher? And let's not forget, I'm an immigrant in this country, so the dishwasher ain't my friend. Okay, I digress. Listen, procrastination often stems from the inability of managing the task at hand, and the inability to manage the task at hand often is a sign of us not being happy with our lives. And then, because we're unhappy with our lives, then we try to do something about it, but we have so much distractions around us and the unspoken societal expectation put on us to succeed. So our attempts of doing. "Quote unquote," it failed because we procrastinate to avoid the actual task at hand. So there it goes—the chicken and the egg cycle. We procrastinate, can't do anything about it. Unhappy, trying to do something about it, avoid doing it. So we procrastinate, still unhappy. There you have it—the phenomenon of procrastination. I categorize two types of procrastinators. The deadline-oriented type, majority of the students, and the creative type fall under this category. We wait until the last minute to finish what's needed to get done, even if it means pulling all-nighters. Still get it done though, but really should have given ourselves more time. This works, so we don't feel the need to change anything. The rebellious, refusing to be an adult type. Usually about tedious, boring everyday tasks that feel like "quote unquote" work, like I'd avoid cleaning out the locker or seeing my doctor, or my husband doesn't like to do dishes or tidy things up. These are just things we don't like to do, so it seems natural not doing them. We procrastinate for a number of other reasons aside from the social media distractions or simply not interested in the task. For example, fear of failure. Perfectionism, lack of motivation, feeling overwhelmed—these are common reasons why humans procrastinate. What if I'm not good enough? What if people don't like what I produce? What do I balance everything? Am I going to be able to do it at all? I call them the unspoken societal expectations, and they can f- off. What if it all works out? Have you ever thought about that? Team Urban presented a TED Talk called "Inside the Mind of a Master Procrastinator." He shared that inside a procrastinator's mind lives an instant gratification monkey. This monkey distracts you from getting things done until the deadline approaches. Then the panic monster wakes up. The instant gratification monkey is terrified of the panic monster. Now the panic monster is in control. We're in full gear. Pedal to the metal mode to achieve greatness, but not all of us are lucky to have a panic monster. Or for any non-deadline-oriented task, there's nothing for the panic monster to wake up to. So really, the unhappiness or regrets come from this type of non-deadline-associated long-term procrastination. He said, and I quote: "The frustration is not they couldn't achieve their dreams." It's that they weren't even able to start chasing them. At the end of his talk, he shared a life calendar which contains 4680 boxes of one box representing a week of one's 90-year life. 
I'm 38 years old this year, so I have already used up 38 times uh, 52. It's 52 weeks in a year. So that's 1976 boxes, which is 42% of a 90-year life. Wow, my math is good. Mind you, I'm Asian. Silly, I have a calculator. I just saved you 14 minutes of your life and gave you a free summary of Tim Urban's TED Talk. You're welcome. We're almost at the end, and I just want to share with you that I got a voice message from a listener. My first voicemail. Yes, you can leave voice message on Anchor via Spotify. You can ask me anything, and I might just answer them on the show. So this message is from Sam Wildflower. Hi, 1-800-GOLD-DIGGER. So I have been procrastinating a lot lately, and traditionally, I'm not a big procrastinator. But I found that I have been more carefree now that I've been working from home and the weather's been getting colder. Do you have any tips or suggestions for getting back on track? First of all, I just want to say I have a crush on your voice. You sound so innocent and sweet. I mean, yes, I think we can all agree that because of the pandemic, we're now adapting to different ways of working, living, and socializing, so this could really stir things up and disrupt our usual routines. We're living carefree because we now lack social interactions to help us set mental boundaries for ourselves. Listen, my advice is don't overthink. Just do whatever you want to do. But I'm not talking about doing reckless things like binge drinking or polar bear dipping in the freezing cold. Yeah, it's a thing in Canada. I'm talking about if there's a dream you want to catch, go catch it. A boy you want to date, ask him out. A problem you want to solve, phone a friend. Just do it. Nike, I'm waiting for your sponsorship. Why did I say that, Sam? Because I'm telling ya. I don't know how many people ask me this. What's your end goal for starting this podcast? You know what? This is exactly the kind of things that paralyze us to start doing anything. Who cares what the end goal would be? I just want to start and do. And I enjoy it. And I laugh. And I get myself amused. And I'll figure it out during the process what my end goal would be. Maybe my end goal will change. You know, the possibility is endless. The key is you gotta break it down to manageable pieces so you can do them one step at a time. Also, you're gonna have fun while doing it. Humans are beings with minds of our own. We're not born to obey and work, okay? The schools institutionalize us to think so. Like I said before, the unspoken pressure from society repels us so we procrastinate because that's was not our idea. So run free, Sam Wildflower. Enjoy the process and when in doubt, ask yourself, what if it all works out? And if you get distracted, hop on Spotify or Apple Podcast, listen to me. I will be your panic monster. This is not an easy process, but I can do it. You can do it too. I sacrificed by sharing my ugly truth with y'all. See, it's not that bad. It feels liberating to be authentic. If you made it this far, thank you for listening to the end of the third episode of the 1-800-GOLD-DIGGER podcast. 
This is where I share my life experiences and struggles, so you don't have to. Next time, we're going down to talk about my anger issue. You know what they say: keep your friends close and your enemies closer. My flaws. They're my enemies. You get my drift. If you want to hear yourself on my podcast, you can now leave me a voicemail. Feel free to give me a five-star rating on Apple Podcast. Share this with someone you love. DM me on Instagram at one eight hundred gold digger. Thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you guys next time.